grief, you have joined us for another episode of your favourite, I say your favourite, Peanuts comic strip based podcast. That's right, it's Talking Nuts. We are chronicling Charles Schultz's 50 year opus of the Peanuts newspaper strip. It's going to take us 12 and a half years. We are a good section of that in. I say a good section, probably not a good section of that in. We're about six months in, maybe. I don't know. We're on episode 20, so work it out for yourselves. I am the Chief. I am joined, as always, across the airwaves by my good buddy. Hi, Chief. It's Parky. How you doing? <laughs> oh, Parky. It's uh, coming up to Christmas time. Now, listen, are you a Christmas kind of guy or are you a Grinchy bar humbug kind of guy? No, I, I like Christmas. I mean, I've got to that stage, you know, you know, like the kind of the, the search for the Christmas feeling that I think that I think most adults um, who grow up in sort of kind of Western countries, I guess, maybe sort of grapple with, you know, as a kid, yes. you have, if you're lucky enough, you have... Um, when you get up on Christmas Day morning, it's just it's just your time of the year, isn't it, where you get things. Um, and I guess as an adult, those things come to you more easily. But what, what you lose in that process is that sense of, I guess, magic. So um, so Christmas for me is always Parky going deep on an episode of Talking Nuts here. Wow, making us think, making us think thoughts. So, so, so yeah. So mostly, though, it's um, it's spent in pubs. I right, okay. I don't know about you. Like maybe this is where I'm going wrong, but I think when you get to this stage, um, your Christmas—I I don't know about you—but like December for me is just like socially, socially, it's just a nightmare. Like I mean, I, I love it, but like there is barely a a day or an evening where I haven't got something on or people to see, um, and it's expensive and there's yep. a lot of booze kind of consumed. And we missed peanuts last week because I was doing it. I was yes. up in Manchester last week, so apologies to listen. What were you doing up that. there? Business or uh, no? It, it was um, it's Lucy, not the Lucy. Her sister uh, lives in in South Manchester, so we went up there for the weekend. I also went and saw one of my good friends, Paddy, um, to see a see a concert up in Manchester City Centre. Lovely. Yeah. So it is. It's it is great. But yeah, I say it's um, there's just always stuff on at this time of year. Um, yeah. What about yourself? How, how how do you find Christmas? I tell you, actually, while while we're just talking about what we love about Christmas, it's the movies, isn't it? It's all about the movies. I've already oh, it's done all about the movies. Yeah. The, 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 the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Trading Places. Um, yeah. And then I've got like a few more now right, racked up to watch this week: Gremlins, Elf, yeah. Die Hard. Um, you know the classics. Maybe if you know if I'm feeling sentimental, or Wonderful Life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, <laughs> of course, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh. Which, I ha- which I still have on DVD. Incredible scenes. Love it. Whoops. I have I just, over. Dropped, just dropped my microphone. Just dropped the mic. Oh, he's dropped That's his it. mocker. I dropped. <laughs> he's spillage. I dropped, I dropped the mic. I gave you the list of the best Christmas movies and dropped the mic and walked away. He did a mic drop and he said, see you later. You're doing this one by yourself. A mic drop. Chris, Chief, how about you? What's Christmas for you? Uh, I, I'm 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 not so big into Christmas um, generally because of the grossness of the commercial spending. Um, uh, it it doesn't sit too well with me, I guess, as a, as an adult. As a kid, I loved it because I want more stuff. But yeah. um, it's it's interesting, you know. My kid asked last year asked Santa for a uh, a chocolate lint bunny and a teddy bear. And now this year she's asked for like a hundred and fifty pound piece of Lego. So Oh my word. Not single a, piece of Lego, I mean a Lego set. That's that's a that's surely a joint Christmas and birthday present. Yeah, or you don't uh, get that, it. That, that, I find you don't get it is the cheaper <laughs> option. <laughs> what was wrong with the lint bunny? Exactly. 
have that again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Joint Christmas and Easter present. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll keep a low profile generally during Christmas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. keep my oh, head yeah, down good, and just just truck on into Weatherspoons, I guess. No, I've not been to Weatherspoons yeah. for like two weeks. Massive oh, withdrawal symptoms. And this is because your kitchen is over. It's finished, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. It's but built. I got the problem is while the kitchen was being done, I bought an air fryer. And now I don't even need a 16 grand kitchen. I just needed that 80 pound air fryer because that's all I use. <laughs> I do everything in it. Toast. I did my sandwiches in it. I did my spaghetti yeah. bottle. Everything. I literally do everything in the air fryer. Can um, you make a cheese sandwich, stick it in the air fryer and it kind of brings out, you know, like the Americans, what they have like a toasted cheese sandwich. They actually yeah. kind of pan fry it, don't they? Yeah. So you what do you do something similar. Yeah. So you do it like the old Breville sandwich toaster. You toast the butter on, you toast the, you butter the bread on the outside. Yeah. Uh, then you do it in there, put your filling in, put it in the air fryer, do it for two minutes on each side. Dope, job done. Yeah. Oh, it's just I great. Mean, I don't I, need I that rem- kitchen. So I'm going to ask for a refund on that kitchen. <laughs> I put it back. Time- put it all back. <laughs> the first time I buttered the bread on the outside for a Breville, I thought I was like Egon Roney. I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is <laughs> I'm creative. This is me. This is my career. I'm going to be a chef because I can butter bread on the outside yeah. with, a pur- with a purpose. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And that's oh, do you know what, that's a good segue into this this month's strips because I believe there is a um, we have a bread and butter sandwich strip um, we do. in this month which is May 1952. Yeah. Um, so right. while we're thinking of Christmas. Yeah. Um, at I will. Lands, I will that, just quickly. I will just quickly before we got. Have you got? You got a snack for us? I've so got a snack. Yeah, snack. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I didn't and, mean to say that we're going to plough straight on. I just, no, just, uh, yeah. I will just tell you uh, this. So I've been helping out my buddy. Uh, down in the Surrey Hills, he is a, a part-time comic book seller. Works for National Rail, but on the side, he he sells comics. He's got a, a bit of a business there, and he's so busy doing, he can't do any live streams that I've been doing on this platform called Whatnot. So I've been helping him out and going down and doing some shows. Now the problem is, I've had absolute train chaos, uh, as <laughs> as as you may well know. The trains have not been so happily running over the last few weeks. But no. I went down there last week. And I tried to go down on the Wednesday and I got to East Croydon and the train app was saying, it's fine, go to East Croydon, then train straight down to Whitley. And I got to East Croydon, it said, no trains to Clapham. I was like, what do you mean no trains to Clapham? And the guy goes, oh yeah, it's train strike, no trains to Clapham. I was like, oh, how do I get there? He goes, oh, you have to go to Wimbledon. So I got on a tram to Wimbledon <laughs> and I got a coffee uh, just before I jumped on the tram. But the problem was I've never, ever been in any kind of transportation carriage where it was so busy i've been on peak london tubes and i'm saying to you right now that that tram from east corner to london it was like about 50 sardines in a can that was only supposed to hold 10 and so i did not have any sips of that coffee on that half an hour journey uh i tried to avoid spilling it on people so anyway i got to wimbledon and then i said right i need to get down there to whitley uh this train app's telling me it's a direct train he goes no no, no, you need to change it woking Oh, oh bloody hell i'm already about an hour late and he says oh by the way what time are you coming back i said about seven he goes oh no last train out of out of there's at five o'clock and i was like oh my god so i just canned it all off and i went home spent like two hours traveling around central london or london not not getting anywhere so anyway i went the next day so i went thursday so i got down there fine so i'm coming home thursday the train is delayed by five minutes on the return route and what that meant was when I got to Guildford or Guildford or Woking, I missed the connection. So I had to get on a different train 
And then that train, supposed to call at Clapham, but they said, oh no, due to the due to the, the platform we want to call on, we don't have the right doors that are going to be able to open. I was like, I mean, you've got the right kind of doors. The curvature of the platform means we can't open the doors. Well, don't come onto that platform then. Anyway, so he says, we can't stop at Clapham. We've got to go straight through to London Waterloo. Oh, so I went all the way through to London Waterloo, got off the train, and I was like, right, which is the... Oh, there's back to Clapham there pretty much every five minutes. So I was like, fine, I'll just get on this one. And it's flashing up... Um, uh, whatever the train 43 past the hour delayed until 48 i was like fine i'll just wait on this one and then it flashes up just delayed with no expected time just a complete delayed so which means this sucker ain't going anywhere Ominous. but literally opposite me 10 meters across on the other platform there's one that's oh this one's now going to to clapham so i ran off this train jumped on that other one the doors closed then the one i just jumped on said delayed and the one that said delayed suddenly went I was like, are you actually pulling my plonker here? So I waited, on this, I waited on this train. And all the while, I think I left Whitley at about 5.15. And I've got to get back to, to my house for 8 o'clock because the missus is going to netball practice. She yeah. got picked up. She got the keys. She got the bibs. She got everything. And it's now about sort of 7.30. I've already been two hours 15 travelling. Um, so anyway, so I got back to Clapham. Got a connection to East Croydon. I've got my bike there. It's now it's about 7.40. It takes about 15 minutes to cycle home. Uh, I've, got, I've got 20 minutes spare. It's real pitch black. I've got on the I've got on my bike off of... So, you know, at some train stations, you get bike racks that are two-tier, like bunk beds. Yeah. And you have to pull the, pull the little thing down. You wheel your bike up and you slot it up onto the top row. Yeah. So... I've yanked my bike down in a hurry and I've ripped off the rear mudguard, which is attached to the seat post. So now, and it's also, it's hammering down with rain. It's hammering down with rain. So now I've got no rear mudguard, but it's a good one. So I don't want to leave it there. So I'm holding it in my hand. Yeah. I put my lights on my bike. I've started going. The visibility, I've got glasses on as well, no contacts. I've got glasses on. So my visibility, my glasses are fogged and steamed. Can't see Jack Diddley. So I'm coming out of East Croydon. There's a massive roundabout and I'm in the wrong lane. And I'm like, well, I could signal and try and get over, but there's so many cars, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare. So I went, carried on, I took a separate, I took an earlier turning off the roundabout and then I basically cut across uh, when I thought there was no cars coming, but these suckers were coming fast. I managed to cut across some oncoming traffic uh, to get back onto the roundabout to get my right exit. So that was a bit sketchy. Then I'm onto a flyover, a little bit of dual carriageway action. The problem is... Um, I've got a D-lock uh, lock for my bike and it's over the handlebars and I couldn't really see the visibility is very poor and I've hit a load of potholes and it's jumped the D-lock on my handlebars over to the to the actual um, the, the middle of the handlebar section where it meets the, meets the stem and it's basically locked my handlebars in a straight position I cannot turn left and right the D-lock has forced them it's wedged down in and I'm like I'm, I'm hooning it fast and I cannot turn left and right. There's a big right-hand turn coming up. And I'm like, what am I doing? What do I do now? So there's just cars whizzing past me. Um, so I thought it's a bit sketchy because there's potholes and stuff. But I, the hand, because one hand I've got a mudguard in, which is kind of clamped onto the handlebar. So I took the other hand, my, my lesser used left hand, and I tried without looking down, because I thought if I look down, there's a crash coming. I just fumbled around with this D-lock, and I managed to loosen it off and put it back into its regular position just before this... Big, big corner came up anyway around the corner come down to um, some traffic lights 
And unfortunately, I am, I've, where it's gone red, I am now the front runner at, at the start of this traffic lights. Yeah. There's cars behind or whatever. And then once the traffic lights go green, I've gone to push off, my foot slipped on the pedal, I've almost <laughs> gone over the handlebars, the car behind me has actually come, it's actually touched my rear wheel. He hasn't like smashed into me, but he's almost like nuzzled up to my rear wheel. They're honking, I'm almost falling off the bike. Um, then, so I've gone, I've gone on, and there's a bus lane on the left, so I thought, well, I'll get into the safety of the bus lane. The problem is, as I go into the safety of the bus lane, I look behind me, there's literally a bus coming behind me. It's like, bloody hell. So now I've come out of the bus lane to the right, the bus has come down my left. The problem is, as I've come out, there was a car, wasn't expecting me. So he has now come alongside me, speeding. He squeezed me into the bus, I hit my head on the wing mirror of the bus. Oh, because mate. he's forced me into the bus. The bus has stopped, I've gone on. Um, eventually, I did manage to get home, and I realised when I got off the bike that my rear light had run out of battery, so I was actually running with no rear light as well. Um, but there oh, you go. Oh, I'm, I'm just glad glad you're here, Chief. <laughs> yeah. Also, also that bus lane is your lane as well. That's like a bus and cycle lane. So no, only between certain times of day. Only between certain times of day. Oh, maybe is I was it? fine then. Maybe I actually at that point in at the time it wasn't prime time, or peak, not prime time, peak time. Yeah. Um, maybe that was fine. Yeah. I'm also quite um you know trying to look at the positives of that whole story. I guess firstly that you 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 survived and yeah. you got home. But also that your bike was still there in East Croydon after, <laughs> after dark, <laughs> with yeah. all the all the bits still intact, and your mudguard hadn't been taken off by anyone. No, um, that's no. a that's a feat. That's one for the local newspaper. That's like a win-win. Yeah, man's bike not stolen <laughs> in, in East Croydon. No. <laughs> now I do I do recommend uh, if anyone is interested in perilous transit journeys, if you go and listen to one of my well my first podcast, Talking Joe, uh, a GI Joe podcast. I think in one of the early episodes uh, I mentioned a motorbike ride. Actually, this is one for you to listen to as well, Parky. A motorbike ride I took that was uh, equally perilous. Here it is. It's episode eleven from the thirtieth of January, twenty nineteen. It's called Motorbike Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, so go and listen to that episode, episode 11 of Talking Joe, and it'll be a, a similar-ish motorbike story of me riding in the dark in, in perilous weather. So I, there you go. I'm, I'm on it. And also, I reckon this is a um, this is a new podcast idea, isn't it? I think this is quite interesting. <laughs> like people's perilous journeys. Yeah. M- mine have, n- yeah, I've had nothing to even match that, Chief. I've got a very safe... Full right. focus estate car that I okay. think it's, it's almost impossible. I mean, listeners, if you've had a perilous journey, please write in and tell us. You can get yeah. hold of us at we talk peanuts at gmail.com. Uh, you can get hold of us on Talking Peanuts on X or Talking Nuts on Twitter. In fact, let's quickly go to the emails because you yes. never know what happens. Uh, email from Podcast Tonight Discover the top podcast of 2023. No, that's just marketing. Uh, receipt for our podcast uh, invoice for recording. Ah, here we go. It's Andy Morris, friend of the show. Andy Morris sent us another email. Hi, Chief and Parker. He said, hi, the title of the email is, Hi, Philippine spelling update in my car. New peanut-based snack spotted in Lidl. Okay. <laughs> hi, uh, Chief and Parky. I hope, you, you're, I hope you've had a good week. I found the answer to the Philippines with a PH and Filipino with an F question. The words go back many years and come from both Spanish and English names for the islands. I'm still having to listen... Okay, that's it. That is 
That is the answer to that. I'm still having to listen to you both on my phone speaker. The insurance company are taking their time on my car. I don't even know if it's a write-off or not. Good grief. Anyway, on a more cheerful, if not sinister note, I saw this pic on Facebook earlier. Uh, and it's a picture of Snoopy on his kennel reading a newspaper, piling up a big pile of bones or taking a bone off of a massive pile that Charlie Brown has clearly uh, piled up. And it says, <laughs> it's not Christmas until I see Snoopy eating 37 human femurs. But oh, anyway, that is, that is dark. <laughs> uh, I'll post dark. that on the I'll post it on the social media, and then he yeah. uh, says. Also, while I'm thinking about snacks, I was in Lidl yesterday. And I saw this one, the red one. It's called Big Bite, peanut, uh, peanut caramel. Oh, I'm going to go and look at that. I don't think you've covered this yet, and it looks like a good one. I was going to get it, but my wife said no. Rats. Never mind. I'll just have to sneak into Lidl and get one on my way home from work sometime. Have a great week, guys. Thank you very much, Andy. If you want to be like Andy, right. uh, true legend of the game, you can do so by writing in to wetalkpeanuts at gmail.com or on those other social media platforms. But listen, yeah. we have talked your ears off enough, Parky. Hopefully you do have a snack because I am snackless. Apologies. P. Peanut snacks for the show, gonna eat some peanut snacks. Peanut snacks for the show, gonna eat some peanut snacks. Oh yeah, peanut snacks on the peanut show, gonna peanut show with the peanut snacks right now. I love it. We're about halfway through the podcast, and um, we're, we're, we're not. We're still not even at. The, we're still not even at the strips yet. But yeah, I have. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was. Uh, I'm gonna call you out, chief. It was Chiefs week for snack. Um, yeah. And this is the last minute, so I was like racking my brains as to whether we had done. I know we had done the Lidl um, crunchy peanut butter tub, um, the kilo peanut butter tub, um, which is 100% peanuts. I couldn't remember if we had done the all dye one. Um, I don't think we have. So I've no, got the all dye, all dye crunchy peanut butter, no palm yeah. oil, 100% yeah. peanuts. Lovely. It's been sitting on the plate for I think like about. 25 minutes now. See, <laughs> because you, know, you, thought, you thought we're going to record and go straight to the snack. <laughs> you know, in the hot toast, yeah, exactly. You know, the hot toast sits on a plate and it starts to sweat and then it sort of sucks up the sweat back into the toast. So it's kind of I like, do know that, yeah. I reckon this is actually going to be quite nice. Also, one of the things that I can't believe still exists in the 21st century is toasters that you can't put bread in. You know, like bread is not perfectly square. It's kind of like yes. a... It's um, yeah, it's slightly rectangle, slightly longer on one sort of kind of side at one angle. Yes. Yeah, familiar with and bread. The, yeah, and, and on, the, <laughs> and on the, the sort of like the long side, if you put it in like the toaster where it fits, it leaves like a flap at the top, doesn't it? Sure so you've does. Just got, like after the toast, you've got gumbag extra section. It's quite. It's not quite bread, but it's not toast. It sort of yeah. sits in the middle. It gets what gets a bit of residual heat coming yeah. from below. But anyway, so I'm gonna have to go with the toast side. I've got. So yeah, oh, well, toaster, you're basically just telling me you've got that. I've got that, Chief, and I yeah, hate because, it. Because, as yeah. most people do normally, it, it, it just annoys me. And it's bad with yeah. having beans on toast because it really does make it like a Too real soggy. soggy mess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, let's go with the. Uh, I know this is going to be good. Have you put butter on as well, or you just go straight with the peanut butter? Crikey, no, 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 no. no. It's right. already got butter on it, like the peanuts and the butter. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It's just, it's just pure and adulterated. I was going to have it like peanut butter on apple slices. Um, but I already stuck, I'd already stuck the toast in. Um, and so I had reindeer-shaped crumpets this morning with peanut butter and mashed banana on top. Mm, how was that? Yeah, good. Mm. Yeah, I like a bun. Oh, that's really good. That's just so good. Yeah? Yeah. This is one of my favourite peanut butters. Mm-hmm. All right, you're a veteran of the Aldi peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's our go-to. Yeah. Gotcha. We don't, we don't have a Lidl in Ramsgate. We've got an Aldi and we've got a Waitrose and an Asda. 
right. Yeah. I bought you the. Oh, yeah. I went to the farmer's market last weekend and I bought you that uh, the best peanut butter ever, like one kilogram jar. I'm very excited. What's the what's the uh, the, the eat by date on it? Uh, whenever I think. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's I great. mean, it's not going to last long enough. Let's be honest. No, no, that is fantastic. That is as a snack. Yep. That's ten out of ten. Yep. As a peanut butter snack. That's yep. about nine out of ten. I'm not sure yep. how that really works in the real world. No, that's fine. Um, as a peanuts strip, not out of ten. Yep. Really, yep. nothing, nothing going on there. That's peanutty. No, apart from um, the name. Yeah. Right. That's class. That is class. Excellent. Right. Um, okay. Uh, we are now going to talk about finally May 1952, mm-hmm. and initially, I will just jump out the gate by saying. Baseball takes a big lead over other sports because baseball has three here. So it's now up to 10 total baseball-related strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place, no no change for the rest. So second place is still golf on five. Um, and then hockey on three, American football on two, croquet on two, and fishing on two. So I have a new sport this month, Chief. Uh, by, uh, vehicle racing, bicycle racing. Bicycle racing. And it's one of my favorite strips of the month as well. Yeah. Let me add it. Let me add it down then. Let me add it down. I hadn't put it down, but bike racing. What was your thought on the month overall? Very enjoyable. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Seven out of ten, I think. This, yeah, that's a good month. I think I'll give it the same. There's some. There's some really good talking points in here. Um, yeah. Like some some new, um, some new phrases. Um, yes. Plenty of rats. Plenty of rats, and then and Snoopy. We see a massive leap in Snoopy's development. I think. I think yes. this is the first time that Snoopy does something. Um, it's definitely the first time Snoopy appears with a thought bubble. Yeah. On the twenty seventh. Um, yeah. 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 We'll get to that. We'll get to okay. That. Cool. All right. Where do you yeah. want to start? Should we, should we? Should we? Do you want to go through them chronologically this month, or should we just pick them out, or what do you want to do? I can. I, well, I can start. Let's let's do it alternately, shall we? Let's go do a, an alternate, and I, I'll go with the first one. Well, the first one is is the bike race. Yep. Um, just, it's, it's, for me, it's got it's one. the goggles. It's the goggles, correct? It's the, it's the goggles. It's the goggles, and it's the the scene where Charlie Brown goes down the grate. And it, he calls it's <laughs> absolute absolute class. This 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 spirit. I, I did my I did my um room my reading this morning at, at like four thirty in the morning. I, I kind of woke lovely. up and had one of those mornings where I just couldn't could get back to sleep. Yeah. And um, so anyway, the strip starts. We've got we've got the um the it's a Sunday strip. So we we've got the first frame, the big landscape frame. We've got um we've got Patty, we've got Lucy, and we've got Charlie Brown. Um, Lucy's wheeling up her looks like no pedal bike. Um, and yep. Charlie Brown's got or trike, and Charlie Brown's got his trike. Um, Patty says to Lucy, come on, Lucy, the big race is about to start. Charlie Brown, we kind of don't see, we don't see just how comically brilliant these goggles are that he has. Because they're across his forehead yeah. at the start. Um, in the second frame, we see Patty crouching to Lucy, and she says, now give it everything you've got. I want you to beat these boys. And Lucy says, Lucy, plenty speed. Um, and, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Possibly two of the funniest back-to-back frames in Peanuts today. <laughs> we have Charlie Brown with these absolute comic gold goggles um, that he's put down. We know that he's got this kind of Mr. Ben thing going on where he seems to be yes. able to go this closet, this endless closet of quality 
garments and clothes and, and sports equipment that he seems to kind of go into. And so he's he's uh, he's he's um, raced up. He's lined up on the uh, the start line. Um, we see Charles. <laughs> what I love about it is like we've got Schroeder with his tongue out, so he's got like his concentration tongue. Yeah. We've got Lucy just with her kind of like really freaky um, wide large eyes, fr- large fries, wide eyes. Um, and but Charlie Brown's got this kind of like usually he'd have his tongue out at this point, but he's not. It's like he's freaked freaked himself out with his goggles. Yes. yes. Um, Anyway, so it's, it's the start, and we've got Patty saying, get ready, get set, go. <laughs> the next frame, Brown is struck. <laughs> the, the goggles have, have, have pulled up to the top of his big feet. His yeah. hat's fallen off, and his wheel's gone straight down the grate. Um, and his class, and you've got Schroeder um, just on the outside, like smiling at him. And Charlie Brown, new exclaim, and yes. one that lives on. Um, uh, he says, great Scott, a landmine. Yeah. I've not seen Great Scott yet. I no. thought it was a, a creation of Back to the Future. Yeah, Doc Brown. Doc Brown. It's not. I've seen it here. Um, it's probably widely used in other cultural references, and because I'm kind of culturally quite narrow, I've already seen it in um, in Back to the Future. But yeah. here we have it in Peanuts. And then, anyway, those two frames just have me in stitches, and it's why it's, it's the funniest. It kind of goes a bit downhill after this. Um, the next frame, we see Schroeder crashing his bike into a sign that says drive slowly children at play um and we see lucy in the background she's still puffing i'm not sh- she must be like using her feet flintstone style correct fred flintstone style yeah fred flintstone yep. oh she is yeah you can see it, you in, can the see it in the next panel pat 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 as she she runs along patty's giving her encouragement come on lucy keep her going you're in the lead the winner you won lucy you won um it was a hard race patty says in a penultimate frame wasn't it worth it to beat the boys? And then Lucy's kind of got her shoes off and her feet are swollen. Um, and uh, Patty says, no, I guess it wasn't. Um, but love that. That that yes. was just, that really had me like laughing um, in yep. the middle of the night. Um, Very good yeah. one. Very good one. Yeah. I'm going to kick off also with a Sunday strip from the 11th of May. So in the uh-huh. extended landscape panel to start it with the Peanuts logo, you, know, you get Patty on a chair with Snoopy saying, all right, Charlie Brown, we're ready. Start the concert. Okay, and then panel two, in walks Charlie Brown, eyes closed, very confident look on his face, uh, holding a guitar under his arm, which we find out that he has made uh, later on. And he says, half the success of a concert lies in a dignified entrance as Schroeder comes along behind him. Then next panel, uh, the girls, um, um, Violet's there as well with Patty and Snoopy. Rancher Relaxo leaning on the armchair and Charlie Brown, Schroeder's now sat at the piano and Sh- uh, Charlie Brown has said, Schroeder and I will now play the Chromatic Fantasia and Fugue by Bach. The lovely tone of my violin is due to its formerly containing 50 cent cigars. I had to read that, pa- that <laughs> about three times to understand what he was saying. Okay, fine. So he's told us what he's playing and then, okay, he's made the guitar out of a cigar box. Fine. Um... The lovely tone is due to it formerly containing 50 cent cigars. I like the fact that maybe Charlie Brown sneaks off and has a cigar every now and again. But anyway, next panel, Schroeder's playing beautifully. And then you get a squeak, squeak, squeak. Or it's not even a squeak, it's a squeak, squawk, squeak from Charlie Brown. And then the next panel, Schroeder again playing amazingly. Charlie Brown's got tongue out and he's got a squeak, rasp, ack, squawk, squeak coming from his cigar box violin. And you hear the girls and Patty says, that's the worst violin playing I've ever heard. And Violet says, it sounds like he forgot to take the cigars out of the box. And then Patty's going, boo, boo. And Violet says, that's awful. Let him play by himself. 
cut to Charlie Brown. Well, I'll be. I never expected anything like this. Final panel. I'm sorry, Schroeder, but I guess they want me to play a solo. <laughs> I love it because we do see this like slightly cocky side. Not cocky, but it's like his, his, um, he sees himself as uh, like perfect in ways, doesn't he? And um, yeah. yeah, doesn't see it. I, I, I like this one. And what I, what I kind of saw on the second read is I had, and I didn't see on the first read was um, Snoopy's reaction, which kind of made me chuckle. Oh, yeah. Sitting on the couch. Pause in um, ears pause in ears and then he's like kind of blowing a raspberry um, patty's booing him he's blowing, blowing a raspberry at charlie brown <laughs> poor chuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> um one thing i did like was one um just to go back a few days there was um one where uh lucy gets one up on charlie brown this one made me this one really tickled me as well yeah go on was um it's another one where lucy's reading it's just the 6th of may yep um and you remember last month we had one with lucy reading the l is for lucy well we've got a is for apple b is for boat and then, sorry, we see Lucy reading and Charlie Brown's in the background. He's, I think he's got some sort of car or, or airplane that he's playing with. Yeah. So Lucy, yeah, A is for Apple, B is for Boat. Second panel, C is for Charlie Brown. And as she says it, she's kind of like looking over to Charlie Brown. He's like, huh? And he wanders over, bends over the book and says, really? Really? Does it say that, huh? Really? And then you just see in the final frame, Lucy's like just in fits of laughter. And it's the first time I've seen the brush, the blush effect work well i think yes. it, it really works here um and charlie brown's yeah looking like an ass because yeah. yeah and lucy's got one over on him love yeah. that that's a good one that's a really good one yeah. uh, i also like the next one on the 7th of may so schroeder's at the piano there's lots of piano strips there's lots of lucy with building block strips there's lots of tricycle strips those seem to be the the trifecta of of the core of this month so here yeah. we've got a, a, a piano based strip and schroeder sat down at the piano charlie brown says I think you're right, Schroeder. Your piano needs tuning. So then Charlie Brown's walking off. I'll get my tools and fix it up for you right away. So immediately I'm thinking, what, this guy knows how to fix a piano? I mean, impressed, <laughs> yes. And he comes back in panel three and he's got a stepladder, he's got a hatchet, he's got a mallet, he's got a chisel, he's got a saw, he's got a pencil behind the ear. Schroeder, big exclamation mark. And then in panel four, Schroeder, in a, in a fit of panic, has just grabbed his piano and he's off because he does not want Charlie Brown anywhere near that <laughs> no, piano. An axe. I mean, I know it's like a hand axe and not a felling axe, but still an axe anywhere near like a, like a Schroeder's like, piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd terrifying. like to have seen the continuation of that strip, what Charlie Brown actually did with it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pencil's out from behind the ear, actually, in that final one. I, I do love a pencil behind the ear. Yes, yeah, yeah. How often do you put a pencil behind the ear and then forgetting you've put it behind the ear and then you're starting to look for another pencil yeah, or you're looking yeah. around for a pencil that's... Yeah. Or you put it behind you and you never actually need it anyway. Yeah, yeah. it still looks good though. He's got a pair of pliers oh, in that fourth one as well. He's got his pliers out. Oh yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. Or look like wire cutters or something. Yeah. Crikey, crikey. Um, right, where are you going yeah. next? Right, I'm going, yeah. I had quite a few strips this month actually, Chief. Um, the, the next one was... Um, so I liked the uh, the twelfth of May, um, which was uh, this really reminded me of being a kid. You know, we talk quite often about peanuts, yes. like having like you know adult themes. They're really kind of yeah. adults in a kid's sort of body, um, but there are which I think Chops really kind of sees like um, sees children and um, re re probably remembers either his own childhood or yeah. you know observes other kids. It's a battle of one-upmanship. This is yeah, this is class, and you know this is how like when you're a kid, all like shootouts would end up. It always end. I got you, no, you didn't. And we see um, Shermie and Charlie Brown, and they have got their toy guns, and uh, they're pointing at each other. And Shermie says, "Bang, I got you, Charlie Brown." And Charlie Brown says, "No, you didn't. I'm wearing a bulletproof suit." 
Shemi's like, but I shot you with armor-piercing ray gun. And then in the third frame, we got just the ramping up the storyline. But I've got I've got radioactive X-rays all around me, says Charlie Brown. And then Shemi points at him and says, but my gun shoots atomic reduction heat waves. Wow, he's been a science <laughs> lesson. <laughs> I love it. And then um, and then and then Charlie Brown says in the last, oh well, in that case, I guess you got me. <laughs> I love it because that's what it is. It's not about shooting. It's about well, how 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 wide can you make your story yes. so the other person's got nothing to come back with? Yeah, um, that's a good one. That, that just reminded me of a kid. Yeah, being a kid. So you you cut yeah, cut, and then back to back, you got Charlie Brown kind of um, being out scienced and and just admitting defeat, but yeah. then in the next one on May the thirteenth, again. It's it's kind of he's defeated again by the world, Charlie Brown here, because he sat down, looks like he's building a model plane, along comes Violet, and she says, This poem, Three Blind Mice, is the best I've ever read. Gee, I enjoyed it. And Charlie Brown goes completely off topic here. He says in panel two, I've heard about it. Animal poems drive me crazy. I don't believe in I don't believe in them. Okay. Uh, and in panel three, how can people read that sort of thing? To me, it's just a waste of time. Then in panel four, as she's walking off, life's just too short, and this old world is too full of trouble. And, I mean, he's on a proper rant there. Jeez, what's happened to him? Animal poems, I know. And all the while, he's like building some sort of toy plane in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which we're to believe is not a waste of time, as he thinks it, reading animal poems is. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I do like it. Why has he picked animal poems? Um, <laughs> to I can't rail think against, of it. Yeah. Can I, are there any other animal poems? I mean, there's probably like thousands of others, isn't yes. there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know any offhand, though. No. No. Email in. Email yeah. into the show. Your favourite animal your poems. Your most yeah. favourite animal poems, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go um, for another Sunday strip. Like, we're really seeing Schultz's Sunday strips come become really quite are quite great and they're often like my favorites now yes um so this is the 18th of may um we start off again with the big um the big panoramic frame i'm not sure when we're gonna have to we're gonna stop just saying it starts off with the big panoramic frame. <laughs> never do it anyway um so we see charlie brown talking to lucy on the left hand side of the frame and he says you stand here by this chair lucy and count okay he says okay so clearly gear up for a game of um hide and seek quick quick sidebar parky <laughs> Um, yep. What's your view on OK being O full stop K full stop? Um, Do you like yeah. that or not? I've got I've got no issue with it as long as it's consistent. So like I mean, as soon as you ask that, I immediately look back to see whether the previous OK had full stops on either side, and it did. So that's yes. that's that's grand. That's OK. Uh, yeah, with me. Had the previous one had not the dots, I'd have been like, yeah. well, you know. So I'm gonna, can I be there? can I be stupid? Can I play the stupid card here? What yeah. what is that what is that acronym then? If what's the O and the K stand for? Yeah, I've no clue. Okay. I thought OK was like a word, like as in O K A Y. Yeah. 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 Yep. That would have been better. I mean, I cannot be bothered to look this up at all. So listeners, write in and tell me what the, the O dot K <laughs> dot is actually in reference to. <laughs> I really want to know now. Um so yeah, we need some desk based research. Well, Parky um, will do it for me, so you don't need to listen. You don't need to write in uh, listeners. Parky will do that desk research, I, I and he will do. tell me next week. I can't believe I glided past that without doing it. Um, anyway, yep, journalist. Right, let's go. So anyway, yeah. So um, we're still in the first frame because um, there's five <laughs> characters. five characters in this first frame, which is great. And then, so us on the left, we have got Charlie Brown talking to Lucy, um, and then on the right, uh, we see Patty Schroeder 
and Violet. Um, oh, Shermie. Like, he's really ostracised now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Patty's saying to Schroeder, I haven't played hide and seek since I was a kid. <laughs> when was she that. a kid then? <laughs> when was she a kid? And then this, this whole kind of... Um, this whole day, uh, this whole um, strip then just turns into some amazing rats-based um, yes. reactions. So uh, so Charlie Brown says to Lucy, um, all right, Lucy, start counting. And then he, they all run off in different directions. Everybody hide. Um, Lucy is like one, uh, two, eight, one, four, thirteen. Obviously, And I think that man. also calls back to a very early strip within the first month uh, of, I believe, Violet or Patty skipping and doing this miscounting you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like yeah. that callback there. Yeah, yeah. Schultz, how Schultz indicates, I guess, that they're quite young is is uh, yep. they're, they're not able to count. So yeah. So then the next frame we see uh, Charlie Brown. He's, he goes over the closet to try and hide, but Patty's already in there. You can't hide in here, Charlie Brown. This is my hiding place. Said <laughs> rats. Yeah. <laughs> then the next one, we see uh, we see Violet behind the curtain. She's like, "Get away from here, Charlie Brown. Get away." He's like, "Rats." And then we see. Even the wastebasket is taken. Rats. And then you see Schroeder's little head um, kind of pointing out of the, the, the wastebasket as if Charlie Brown's head would get into there. Oh, no chance. No chance. He's like, where can I hide? I'm trapped. Um, and then Lucy's like, eight million. Here comes Lucy, ready or not. Um, and then Charlie Brown's just hiding under the rug. No, um, he's not hiding under the rug. He's hiding under the carpet because you can see floorboards underneath. He's pulled it up. He's pulled the carpet up. Oh, my word. He has pulled the car. That's a good. That's a good spot, Chief. He has pulled the carpet up yeah. to hide, and it's not even very good. I mean, it's right behind where Lucy was counting. At least, at least do the carpet in the bedroom, or, yeah. or somewhere, or the corner yeah. of the room, or something. But yeah, that, that, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's, um, that, that's, that's bad good. hide and seek game. Just yeah. like looking at some of the things. Is that a golf club set of golf clubs in the closet? You see the one where Patty is is in. I think it's like, yeah, yeah, the fourth you're right, frame. Yeah. Is that a set yeah. of golf clubs? In the yeah, that's probably yeah. Chuck's yeah. golf clubs. Yeah. Probably Chuck's golf clubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I like the next one as well. May nineteenth is our first base- baseball strip of the month, and Charlie Brown's looking up into the sky with his his big glove, and he says, "I got it! I got it!" Snoopy's behind him, and then panel two is the funniest panel because he <laughs> st- the balls come over his head, hit Snoopy on the on the shvied, go on a bonk, making see him start. Charlie Brown's still looking up in the sky for the ball. <laughs> then panel three. Terrible to have in the outfield. Oh my goodness! Um, panel three, Snoopy's gone off at him, off, 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 all over the panel strip. Um, and then Charlie Brown has almost taken, well, he's taken his glove and his hat off, and he's kind of clenching it close to his body in fear. And then in, in panel four, he says, looking at the audience, he says, "It really discourages me when I get balled out by a dog," which makes me think <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it, it, he's clearly bad. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised that, yeah, I'd be surprised if it hadn't happened um, before. In fact, I'm surprised that Snoopy is standing behind him like that. Snoopy should probably um, know better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's cover all these baseball strips up, see in one go. Um, yeah, do it. 28th of May, uh, Charlie Brown is in the catcher role, which is the person who stands behind the batter to, to catch the pitch from the pitcher. And he's got his full, full gear on, face mask, uh, body protector, glove. And he's walking in panel one. He walks up to the mound, the pitcher's mound in panel two, where we see uh, Shermie as the pitcher. And he says, you realise that the score is 60, 6-0, 60 to nothing, don't you? And Shermie says, uh-huh. And then in panel four, he says, Pat Johnny Brown walks back. He says, well, 
don't worry about it. We'll get them in the second inning. They're only in the first <laughs> inning of nine, uh, and it's sixty nothing. Okay. And then the, the the final baseball one on the next day, Charlie Brown again is catcher stuff, but he's got his face mask off and he's looking a bit down, um, and he's walking along sadly, and then he sits on the on the curbside in panel two with a big frown on his face. Here comes Patty, and she says, "Did you lose again today, Charlie Brown?" And Charlie Brown in panel three says, "Yeah, eighty three to 12. Uh, and then in panel four he says. They got all the breaks. Right, yeah. They got all the breaks. 83 of them. 83 of them. What If that's the same game, like, to concede 30 in the first innings and then no, only 60. 20... 60. Sorry, six, 60 in the first innings yeah. and then only 23 in the subsequent eight innings. Yeah. And score 12. Um, I think they held their own. And score 12. Really. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah, I think, like, after the first innings was clearly where it all went wrong. I think, yeah. you know, they, it wasn't too bad after that. Yes, um, yes. But, um, yeah, I think he looks quite cool actually with all his baseball gear. Yeah, he's yeah. like catching in, isn't he? Yep, yeah, yeah. Man for all seasons, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Uh, any others you want to jump back to or ahead to? Yeah, just also just on that on the first Charlie Brown's uh, the first baseball strip there. Is it me or does Shermie's glove look even more comically oversized than it normally does? Yeah, it looks massive. <laughs> it's massive, isn't it? Like gigantic, uh, like yeah. Half the size of his body. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, one that really uh, that made me laugh. So there's there's two more that I I've kind of got to to speak about. Um, was another one where Charlie Brown gets owned by one of the girls. This time it's Patty. Um, so this is um, the 21st of May. Charlie Brown again playing with a kind of a, a toy, a toy car by its things, and Patty's walks over to him, hands him a sheet of paper, and says, "See what you think of the story I've written, Charlie Brown." Next scene, they're both sitting on chairs. Charlie Brown's got his very grown up cross-legged um, uh, posture going on in the chair. He says, I think it's a bit subtle, Patty. The average reader probably won't understand it. <laughs> as, if he, as if he's some kind of intellectual genius. So so pretentious. I love it. Um, and then he hands it back to her. And Patty says to him, you understood it, didn't you? And Charlie Brown says, of course. But, and then Patty jumps in and says, then I've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> and then Charlie Brown's like staring at the camera with a frown. Um, she, he has been, he has been royally, royally owned. And I guess the, um, the kind of the, the big strip for me. It's not that it's not in any way the funniest or whatever. But um, and please correct if I'm wrong. But twenty mm. seventh of May is is a landmark strip in in the history of peanuts. I think. Yes. Um, the first frame we see Snoopy um, just sitting on the grass, basking in the sun. His eyes are closed. He looks at peace. Till Charlie Brown wanders along, whistling, probably in off key. Um, in the second frame, the third frame, he walks over to Snoopy and grabs one of Snoopy's ears and holds it up and says, kind of warm out here today for earmuffs, isn't it? And then the last frame, we see Snoopy walking along and he's thought a sentence in English. Um, and it says, why do I have to suffer such indignities? And yeah. I think, and I probably need to go onto that Peanuts wiki page that is on there, but I'm pretty sure that's the first time we see snoopy thought bubble anything more than like the, the grayed out grid or like a question mark yes i um, think you're right i think you're right i think that's the yeah. first time we, we we see snoopy like yeah thinking is thinking out loud in english yeah yeah um yeah yeah i'm just going to give uh i've got one to talk, talk about here and i'm just going to give a quick shout out to a strip uh, i know you like i know the the ending of a strip you like yeah your kind of style may the 15th charlie brown's sitting down looking sad again he says nobody loves me as the two girls are gone uh, and then Patty says, that's not true, Charlie Brown, we love you. And then in panel three he says, yes, but nobody important loves me. And then, of course, he's running away from the girls. I always say the wrong thing. 
you know normally that's how i get my kicks but here he said it not as a gag he's kind of said it just offhandly and it's turned into a uh, they've chased me uh, but i do like this one on the 16th of may and he's walking along and he's got a new shirt on uh, and he says i'm anxious to to have the girls see my new t-shirt and then he's standing by a cobbled street with a big smile on his face and uh, patty says look uh, a bu- he's obviously got a bunny rabbit on his <laughs> on his on his uh, a big face of a bunny rabbit on his t-shirt and she says a bunny and she punches him right in the gut <laughs> or in the sternum and he's got with the umbrella oh, with the um- oh yeah i thought it was a fist you're right yeah of course she's jabbed him right in the in the gut with the umbrella he's gone ack then in panel four he's lit there's no punchline he's just literally in a lot of pain yeah. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily a funny one. It's just like, wow, that is, well, yeah, it is yeah. funny because I'm laughing. But um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is Schultz and is, is kind of like the, the, the cruelty of kids. There is nothing in this apart from cruelty. Um, you know, Charlie Brown is so happy with his new T-shirt. And I know you said obviously a bunny, but well, I thought it was like a face of a, you know, a, a Mexican luchadora, you know, a, yes. a, yes. a wrestler. Ah, now I see that. I I thought, well, first I thought it was an eagle spreading its wings <laughs> and it yeah, could be a luchador or an eagle or a bunny yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um but yeah this i mean that's just and this is like kind of thing about peanuts i think this is where it, because it broke new ground because there was no other comic strip at the time that was doing strips like that that would yeah. have had just like one kid just being cruel to the other one just for the sake of it i yeah. mean let's face it charlie brown has it come in um it, you know it comes on from the the strip after the one um, where he he says that nobody important loves me, so you know that probably stuck in those girls' craw, um, yes. and yeah, they wanted to get they wanted to get back to him. But um, yeah. he'll never yeah. wear that t-shirt again. He'll never wear that t-shirt again. No, no, no. And, and rightly so. It's, it's not as good as his as his, uh, as his default classic. Correct. Yeah. Black zigzag. Any others you want to uh, want to talk about? No, I think that's it for me. That's right. it for well, me. Chief. I will actually yeah. dig into lo- one more, one more last one because Do it. Yeah, coming yeah. off the back of your earmuffs one, where it looks like Charlie Brown was poking fun at Snoopy, uh, saying his ears are earmuffs. Uh, we see that Charlie Brown really does care about Snoopy. If we go literally back to the first of May, the very first strip of the month, they're at a uh, water watering hole. Uh, what do you call that? A water fountain. Water fountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you've got Snoopy on the right, Charlie Brown on the left, and you've got Violet behind it. And Charlie Brown says, ready. He's about to turn it on. They're all about to have a drink. Now, I don't know if he's turned the volume up on this water fountain or if it's just super powered, because when he's pushed it on, it's gone, whoops, because this water fountain has literally sprayed Violet in the face, soaking her, and got Snoopy. Uh, and then he's gone, golly, I'm awfully sorry, as, as uh, Violet's clinging on to life here, as she's almost drowning. And she's saying glub and Snoopy's saying whoosh. So you think, oh, he's going to go over and, and help out Violet. But no, of course, he goes straight to uh, Snoopy. And he says, here, Snoopy, let me wipe your face. Gosh, I certainly am sorry. As he's, he's in deep squat and Violet's behind him, just mad that uh, he, he's taking Snoopy as first choice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, bless him. Bless Snoopy. Um, I've actually got one thing to actually ask. Listening to, um, I don't know if you just ever listened to Six Music, Chief BBC Six Music. I listened to it this morning and they played... Um, the Vince Guaraldi trio, you know, the trio that does all like the, the, the Peanuts music. Um, and they played the song Skating, which it felt very Christmassy. I loved it. Um, right. Just thought I'd bring, just thought I'd bring yeah. it up for I forgot. Well, I might have a listen to that. I might have a listen to that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Good tune. Another, another yeah. solid episode, Parky. We will be... Yeah. Are we recording next week? Let's, let's record next week and then we can, we'll probably have a break for Christmas, eh? Well, we can do or not. I don't know. Oh, Maybe. i tell you what. We could do some Christmas... Some Christmas-themed peanut snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go out today All and right. get some. Um, All right. Yeah. 
So you can get in contact with us at wetalkpeanuts at gmail.com, talking nuts on X or talking peanuts, uh, talking peanuts on X or talking nuts on Instagram. But that is about it for us for this week. Have a lovely Christmas if we don't speak to you beforehand. Uh, and that is it. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Parky. Take care, everyone. See you later. Good grief. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts. Peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, the peanuts for us. Charles Schultz was a man with a vision. Drawing comic strips was his mission. And peanuts soon became a newspaper thing. So hot, hotter than a chicken wing. It's all about little kids and the hijinks. We're gonna pull back the curtain and have a glimpse. So grab a drink and some chocolate sprinkled donuts. We're gonna talk about this strip called Peanuts. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts. Peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, the peanuts for us and us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the peanuts, peanuts, peanuts for us.